The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Uh, there are eight teams in the AFC with 10 wins as it currently stands. Uh, one of them is going to miss out on the playoffs. One of them is now number one. The Kansas City Chiefs outlasted the Atlanta Falcons playing down to competition once again with the Kansas City Chiefs 14 and one number one seed getting a bye for the thousandth year in a row. Pete Sweeney, are your concerns about the Kansas City Chiefs still where they were? Are they a little bit more elongated, especially now that you're entering week 17, a meaningless game, and then the bye, you have that dreaded two-week lull before the next game that really matters? Yeah, I guess it's time for this week's version of a broken record of me similar saying a similar thing. The Kansas City Chiefs are a walking conundrum. They won to close the year seven one possession games in a row if they had dropped one of these to like the Panthers or this week against the Falcons or uh, against the Broncos people would be calling the AFC right now wide open but they shouldn't because again you mentioned the bye week here's how this is going to go Andy Reid won't play the starters again until January 16th. That's what he's done for the last two decades of being a head coach. So for the next two weeks, the storyline, whenever you talk about the Chiefs on these shows like First Take and whatever, or Kansas City's vulnerability. Then, after having three weeks off their feet, which is a huge advantage and probably shouldn't be an advantage. That's a whole other story. But... They'll run over the divisional round team because they're going to be prepared with Andy Reid's bi-week preparation. Pray for whoever that is because they'll get no break and then they have to face Andy Reid. Then it'll be down to four teams and everyone will be back on the Chiefs bandwagon ready for the repeat try. And I don't know if we'll ever talk about this 7-1 possession stuff again because no team was able to uh, go and beat the Chiefs. I think you look back last year and even in the playoff games, this was a team who three games in a row, they had a bye last year, so three games in a row, went down by 10 points and managed to win. So maybe this is just their MO. This is their signature. They like to play to the competition and barely win and figure out a way to to get back to the dance. I think what was interesting about yesterday, because this matters to NFL fans a lot, not so much to me, but I think it is worth talking about, MVP race-wise, Mahomes needed to play well on Sunday because I don't think he's going to get another opportunity. And he did not. That might have been the worst game of his career, one of the worst games. 
Aaron Rodgers went and did, and I think the MVP will go to Rodgers because he'll have the extra game now next week where the Packers have to play, so the stats are only going to get padded. The disparity in the numbers is overwhelming right now. Rodgers is 44-5. and five. Now Mahomes have 38-6. and six. You expect another two or three next week, so you're looking at a 46-38 to 38 touchdown. So I think Aaron Rodgers won the MVP yesterday in part due to Mahomes' poor, poor performance. So how can you be 7-8 and eight against the spread? And, and that maybe that's the spread's fault, but that, that says a lot about Kansas City kind of just relaxing too much. By the way, that's eight wins without covering for the Chiefs. I mean, that hasn't happened since 1986 <laughs> when the Chicago Bears lost in the uh, divisional playoff round. Yeah, it's concerning. I mean, you don't want to win a game against a bad Falcons team because of a late dropped interception by A.J. Terrell in the end zone. By the way, mm. according to the analytics, you lose games 110% of the time when you drop an interception on the final defensive drive. But then also, not only that, you also need to depend on the most accurate kicker in the NFL in 2020, mm. just shanking one. Just Why divine that? intervention, like a magnetic force field between the Falcons and winning. So yeah, like... It is concerning for the Chiefs to Chiefs to, but to Pete's point, yeah, it's kind of what they do. It's kind of their MO. It's kind of their style. I don't expect that to continue all through the playoffs. I think they are going to blow some teams out. But at the same time, if they keep doing that, variance is going to hit them. A wrong bounce of the ball is mm -hmm. going to happen at some point. They can't keep playing with fire. However, I still think they win the Super Bowl. I still think it's the Chiefs and everybody else. I still think they're the most talented team in the NFL. The I, I don't disagree with any of it. So yeah. you just wish, I think, if you're a Chiefs fan, that they would have that energy at the beginning of games because they shouldn't be in a game with the Atlanta Falcons as, as much as we want to bring up different stats and the, the Falcons getting up for the Super Bowl champs. They shouldn't be in that game. Resting players, having yeah. that big of a rest. Some people see it as a negative. I don't necessarily get that. Like when you look at teams in the regular season and you got a guy that's maybe banged up, right? And he takes a week off and then he has the buy and he comes back healthy and he's fresh and they have time to game plan. Like, isn't that like a positive? Like they are just going to go cold after a couple of weeks. I think there's a huge, huge advantage that nobody else is going to have in the AFC. It is an unbelievable advantage really for both conferences. And I'll, I'll paint a picture like this. You had a moment in the Falcons game on Sunday where Travis Kelsey got up limping. And, you know, this is obviously one of the best offensive players in the entire league. And he limps off, forces himself back in the game, limping. He's able to continue and play the game. He's banged up. But now what he gets today is December 28th. We're chatting on December 28th. The next time the Chiefs could play Kelsey where it matters is January 16th. So yeah. you're going to be getting guys. You're not only facing a really hard Chiefs team, you're the only team in the AFC that is basically going to be like near 100% of health. I mean, yeah. we cover the league. How often are guys like the only time you're 100% as a training camp? You're going to be able to get close to that with three weeks off your feet. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.